Welcome everybody, you're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with Lyle and... Shanna. Shanna, welcome to the show. Thank you, I'm excited to be here. So you've kind of been here for a little bit once before when I wasn't here. Yes, you disappeared and I came in and then, yeah, we're back here together. We're back, we're we're back, that's that's fantastic. Well, Shanna, we are super excited. Are you going to be here for the next couple of days, today and tomorrow, something like that? Maybe. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Oh, okay. I see how it goes. So if it goes well today, so you have to let Shannon know how well she does today by the end of the show. Give her lots of encouragement. Uh, Shannon, tell me something that you're thankful for this morning. I'm just super grateful for the weekend, hey? Like yes. just coming out of the weekend, feeling yes. super refreshed, being able to be with community and yeah, just feeling refreshed for the week. So it's great. So what did you do yesterday? Yesterday, I just got to hang out at home and talk on the phone to some friends and just do the simple things. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. And what did you do the day before? I went to Coast Life Church down in Swansea cool. and got to hang out with some awesome people and get fed spiritually and, yeah, with awesome fellowships. It sounds like you've had an amazing weekend. I've had a pretty cool weekend as well. Yeah. A little bit sad yesterday. My father-in-law went home to the United States. We dropped him off Aww. at the airport yesterday morning. So uh, that was particularly sad for producer Shell, uh, her dad heading back. But then we came home um, feeling rather tired because we got up at stupid o'clock in the morning to get to the <laughs> airport. And a bit blah, but yeah, I got a whole bunch of things, just cleaned out my shed. Nice. It's always good to have a nice, clean shed. It makes you feel like doing things in the shed when it's clean. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Of course, Shanna is joining us and Shanna's going to be bringing us the first quiz question uh, for our pentathlon quiz. Shanna, what's okay. our first question? Our first question, this is 100 points. It says, what precious metal, according to Proverbs, cannot compare to the value of wisdom? Okay, a precious metal. You'll find it in Proverbs. Can't compare to wisdom. Number to call is? 0491-064-669. All right, so that number again, 0491-064-669. Give us a call if you know the answer to the quiz question for 100 points. And you'll get started on the quiz. All right, we have okay. I've got. I'm getting. I'm getting signals from the other side of the glass here. I have no idea what they let's mean. Let's read but, that quiz one more time. Ah, oh, let's read the quiz question one more time. Okay, right. so the quiz question again. Hundred points. It says, "What precious metal, according to Proverbs, cannot compare to the value of wisdom?" So there's something that compares to the value of wisdom, and it's a precious metal. So we need to find that. Absolutely. All right. Let's have some positively different news this morning, Shana. What have you got, Shana? What have you got to tell us? <laughs> I used to have a co-host named Shana. This is so confusing for me. Ah, uh, that's funny. Shana and Shana. Okay, we have Shana. Yes, we do. Yes. And I've been yeah looking at some positively different news. It's actually really hard to find these days. Hey, it is. It's not all all that's around. That's why. The place. That's why we do it here on Faith FM because nobody else does. It's epic. It's great. And so I was looking at um an article from a place in Western Australia. And there was this 11-year-old girl and they'd moved, her family had moved to the country about um, a year ago and she started growing sunflowers. She just bought a packet of sunflowers and she started growing them and she, they brought her so much happiness that she decided to pull out the seeds and sell them on roadside stalls to other people, which is really cool, right? It's like a simple thing, cool, nice initiative. But the really cool thing after that, which adds to the story, is that um, a company, a regenerative farming, farming company decided to buy something to give to their customers who are in isolation. 
So, you know, people who are suffering, um, having COVID, can't see anyone. And so they saw what this girl was doing and they ended up buying like a lot of, like I think they bought 100 to start with, 100 packets of sunflower seeds to give to their, their customers so that they could enjoy happiness as well. Sunflower flowers are um, rather happy flowers. Mm -hmm. Flowers in general just make me happy, but sunflowers are like top it. Big (laughs) and out there and stand up tall Mm. and have huge, massive, happy faces. I think that's why we see lots of uh, sunflowers being featured in, you know, like kids' programs and stuff like that because they're just happy and big Mm -hmm. and you can eat them. You can eat them. Which is even better. Mm-hmm. Like very, like all round useful. Yes, <laughs> So they're actually giant ones. So it's like 300, 500 seeds in each one. It's not just these small ones. They're massive ones. So yeah, it makes me happy just thinking about it. So <laughs> there we go. Indeed. That was the, the first thing that really stood out to me. Yeah, like you can do something simple like that yeah. and impact someone's life in a big way. So. And, and apparently sunflowers are not hard to grow. Yeah, exactly. As I was saying, you just put it in the ground, make the sure ground, you water they, it and get some sunshine. They, they, and They're pretty hardy. They do their own thing and you got... Big old flowers. Maybe we need to start a movement here on Faith FM and encourage everybody to grow some sunflowers in their front yard. We are heading into autumn. Maybe it's the wrong time of year. I'm not Maybe. sure. <laughs> Do you know anything about what time of year these I things grow? I think normally spring, summer is the time that they like to grow best. But That's the usual thing for flowers, mm. isn't it? But there are some other flowers that grow during winter, so you just got to find the right ones, I guess. Maybe there are some special varieties. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Second point, the second story that I was looking at as well was a group that got together called the Tough Guy Book Club okay. in Rockhampton. Cool. And they decided that they were going to get together like with the stereotypical picture of tough guys, you know, fight, who don't show emotion, all this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and really just change what that, that meant. And I think that's really cool because so many times we think that it's just, you know, tough guys can't read books or tough guys can't be emotional, or tough guys can't this. And so they built a community and they have been able to impact a lot of people. And so when the floods at Lismore were happening, they bought stuff for the, the people there and just really made it a community feel. See, I think that um, reading books is actually a requirement to be a tough guy. Mm-hmm. That's what they because came you can, out with. You can, you can look like a tough guy if you don't read books, but you can actually be a tough guy if you do because an educated person, an educated man, is somebody who can be infinitely tougher than somebody who is not educated. And, you know, even if you wanted to be tough in the traditional sense of the word as, you know, being like this tough, violent kind of, you know, guy, there is so much out there that you can read that can make you into a stronger Mm. human being. Yeah. Exactly. So get into it. I mean, hey, reading is one of those my favorite things to do and I've been doing it, you know, ever since I was I don't ever actually remember learning to read. Mm. I do know that by the time I got to school that uh, I was reading fluently and by the time I finished my first year of school, they said I was a high school level reader and I've been <laughs> reading and voraciously reading ever since and I'm pretty much a guy. I'm pretty much a bloke. You know, <laughs> yeah. you have men and you have blokes, and I tend to be the bloke out there. So it doesn't stop you from reading, right? Get into it. Yeah, I think there's one thing of reading, and there's one thing of being part of a community. And I think that's what this story, yeah, highlighted yes. a lot. Yes. So yeah, there's one thing just to learn for ourselves, and another thing to be part of a community and be able to share that with other. That's people. That's right, because so. now you've got a community that is happening there, a, a group of guys that are happening there, and when you've got a group like that, you've got the ability to be able to coordinate and actually do something. You know proactive as a team rather than just as an individual when something like the uh, flood disasters come along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's cool when you can band together like that, right? By the way, somebody just texted through, one of our listeners just texted through, did you know that there are over 70 different kinds of sunflowers? 
I did not know that. That's a lot. That's epic. So I reckon there's probably some small ones, some big ones. There's probably some spring ones, summer ones, <laughs> maybe even some winter ones. Okay. I like that idea. Let's see if somebody can find a uh, an autumn winter winter variety for us. Yes. All right, what's next? Okay, another one is, I feel like, okay, just to preface this, I feel like so many times we think people, like humanity of the past is like have been kinder or whatever, but seeing this story of Woolworths um, customers like paying forward or buying other yes. people's yes. gifts. I don't know how, how often you talk about that here, but I really, really admire those sort of stories coming out because who who does that these, these days? Random acts of kindness. Yeah. Paying it forward, random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly rare, but it's something that pretty much anybody can do from time to time. Exactly. And it makes an impact in someone's lives that they're not going to forget, really. And it's always cool, I think, when you can do a random act of kindness in such a way that you do it and then just vanish. Yeah. And there's like story after story on this particular article going through, you know, they paid for it. I don't even know who they were. I didn't even know. I wasn't able to get their name, but like it impacted me so much. And so yes. that's really cool. It's not about trying to put a show on. It's just trying to do the best they can and live a, a life that impacts others. And the thing is, when you do that somebody for somebody else, you make their day happier, you make their day brighter, but you also dramatically increase the chance that they will do it themselves. Mm. If they've had it done to them and they've experienced how positive it is, there is a much higher chance that they will then turn around and like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, 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 join, I'll join the party here. I'll do that for somebody else and pay it forward and uh, do a random act of kindness. And it continues from there. And what that does is that it then snowballs and it creates positivity in the community, which is just, that's fantastic. Which is what we want, right? It's exactly what we want. We've got so much hate and anger and mm. angst and uh, division in our world these days, which of course is being you know largely driven by social media algorithms. And we need to have a little bit of the opposite of that, yeah. of uh, just making the world a better place. Yeah, like some flowers or paying some money or <laughs> just something That's it. simple. That's it. Yeah, one of the um, specific stories on here, there was a there was an old lady who couldn't get her F post card to work and only had about seventy dollars on it. And the man behind said he'd pay for it just because he just won the lotto. Oh, nice! So if you just won the lotto, would you want to use a, that on someone else? Well, this is the, this is a good opportunity. If you've just won the lotto today, then uh, spend it on somebody else. Mm. Um, I think that's actually a, 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 probably the best way of spending lotto money that there is because, you know, if I was to win lotto, I would think I would feel guilty even taking it. Not that I would ever buy a lotto ticket, but if somebody gave it to me, it's like, well, what do I do with this money? It's kind of like blood money, you know. <laughs> what do you do with that? Well, um, use, it to use, bless it, someone else. use it to bless other people and do random acts of kindness. Mm. Yeah. And I think another person was every time they spent over $300, they let someone else use their points. And so, like, oh, here's, you know, someone behind them for had a Woolworths rewards card. They're like, okay, I'm going to give you my points. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which saves them money, which that's, is really that, cool. That's a, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, a couple of text messages coming through here. Welcome back, Shanna. You're doing a great job. Um, and somebody else says, every morning I read from 10 books. Wow. I'm a black belt in martial arts. I, ra- uh, I rather have a black belt in reading. Mm. It's probably easier to get a black belt in reading. <laughs> Physically <laughs> easier. Physically easier. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, um, exercise is a positive thing as well. Mm-hmm. We don't want to discourage people from getting exercise. Maybe, maybe, maybe read a book while you exercise. Hey, like on a treadmill or something? Uh, treadmills are kind of boring. <laughs> but maybe, maybe an audio book. Maybe an audio book. Uh, yes. Put an audio book in while you go for a walk. I love that idea. Yeah, get some fresh air and uh, improve your blood flow and brain flow at the mm-hmm. same time. Just have some 
cool information flowing in there. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Faith FM, we're about to get into more serious news. Before we do, we've got the 200-point question for our quiz, Shana. Shana, get it right here. <laughs> Shana, what, what have you got for us? Okay, so for our 200-point quiz, which... Do we talk about what we get first or we ask the question first? You can do which, which either way you like. Well, you are the, You have the microphone. There is a lot of power in having the microphone. Okay. You get, to, you get to make these decisions. So the reason why you're going to want to answer this question is because if you do, if you get it right, you can get a back issue of Science Magazine. Cool. I don't mind Science Magazine. Magazine. Yes. It's pretty good. So question is 200 points. What word is paired with the word signs? to describe the miraculous doings of the apostles after Pentecost. Okay, let me read that again. What word is paired with the word signs to describe the miraculous doings of the apostles after Pentecost? Ooh, if you know the answer to this one. This one's going to mess with people's heads. I feel like it could. Because of the prize. (laughs) I know, right? It really ties in there. Okay, It kind of does, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does and maybe it doesn't. Mm. You will have to know the answer. What's the number to call? The number to call is 0491-064-669. Okay, so that number again is 0491-064-669. Let's talk about some more serious stories. Um, this is this is definitely a more serious story, but it's a, it's 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 a good one. It's an educational story. So, um, a quarter uh, there's a new research. Um, a thousand families were interviewed as a part of this uh, research and found that a quarter of children never ever get a bedtime story. Really? And when I read that stat, I was actually surprised that three-quarters do. <laughs> and I was pleased that three-quarters do and a little bit sad for those quarter of kids that never get a bedtime story. Uh, and so a quarter of them only get a bedtime story once a week or less. Hmm. So congratulations to those three-quarters of parents who are out there taking the time to give their kids a bedtime story. Uh, and for those who don't give their children a bedtime story, half of them are nervous because they don't read well themselves. Uh, the other half just simply have no time. Mm. And it's a bit sad if you have no time to spend five minutes with your kid at bedtime giving them a bedtime story. But the, the research also outlined some of the benefits of a bedtime story. So I want to encourage all the parents and grandparents and uh, wannabe parents and soon-to-be parents out there uh, this morning that uh, they listed here bedtime story gives good bonding time. Um, it increases the child's vocabulary. Uh, it creates children who are better readers with higher literacy. It exposes them to new ideas and it gives them better sleep. Hmm. So is a bedtime story reading something or telling something from their lives? Or either reading. or? Reading. Reading was what was being highlighted okay. here. I'm kind of thinking that telling probably is right up there as well. Has a similar effect maybe. But reading was what was listed here. Hmm. And one of the key one of the key aspects of this, of course, was that um, having a set bedtime and having a set routine like you do this and then you do this and then you do this yeah. and you have your story and then you go to sleep makes your life as a parent just so infinitely easier. Mm. As a parent, as a child, children love structure, hey? They do. They do. And the thing I, I fascinated me about my kids when they were small is that you could read them the same story every night you <laughs> and know, when they, they were toddlers it. and they loved it. It was like the best thing ever. They knew it off by heart. And, you know, of course, we knew those stories off by heart as well. <laughs> and we were bored to tears with those stories. But uh, the kids just absolutely loved it. And then they go to sleep so easy. Mm-hmm. So you make your life hard if you don't give your kids a bedtime story, if you don't give them routine. You make your life much easier if you do. All right. New York City, the mayor has just fired uh, an educational advisor, uh, Kathleen Barrett-Lynn, uh, one of nine 
one of nine appointees to the New York City Panel for Education, fired her about three hours after hiring her. Oh, that's a bit rough. Yes. Okay, so what happened? She was hired. It was announced. Uh, the New York Daily Times jumped on it, did a bit of quick research, published an article online straight away, digging up some past statements that she'd made back in 2004. This is, this is what happens these days. It's how our world rolls. Um, and so as soon as that story broke, uh, the mayor found out about it and read the story and fired her. And she was fired for her views on, or her past views, I don't know whether they're current views or not, but definitely her past views on uh, LGBT plus and uh, gender ideology issues mm. because in the past she made this statement right here. I want you to think about this statement. Um, she was writing about... Uh, children that were in the juvenile justice system. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said incarcerated young people live in the grip of fornicating homosexual lifestyles with the risk of being infected by AIDS and other sexually transmitted diseases. Wow. So she's writing here in defense of you know young people that live in this kind of environment and saying we need to provide you know some protection for young mm. people. But the way it's written implies that Fornication, she uses the word fornication, yeah. that's a no-no. You're not yeah. allowed, you are not allowed to use the word fornication because that is a biblical term and as soon as you use the word fornication, that implies that there is something wrong with what they are doing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, because, well, back then they were same-sex, um, same biological sex institutions. Now you can sort of, if you claim a different um, emotional sex, you can... You can change what institution you want to be incarcerated in, um, which is just but that's, bizarre. That's so sad because she's trying to make an impact. She's trying to make yes, a change a positive in the past that she didn't know those words were going to be, an, be a problem now. <laughs> yeah. And now she's getting fired oh, for a job. absolutely. Over. Okay, so she implied that fornication was wrong and she implied that homosexuality was wrong. Those were her unforgivable, unforgivable sins. And, of course, uh, Kathleen Barrett-Lynn is a Christian minister. And the thing that goes through my mind is if you're hiring a minister to this particular position, wouldn't this be your expectation? That they would have Christian standards. That they would have Christian standards? It 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 says something about our world when somebody who is a Christian minister is being hired and the expectation is that they don't have those standards. Mm. It but makes it, us uncomfortable, so we want to <laughs> steer yeah. away from that. Uh, she came out and stated that she's being bullied and she's stated that the city is being bullied. Mm. Uh, to be to to be forced to do this, and this is high level discrimination based on faith. Uh, that there is no diversity or representation of other views allowed in the educational system. Um, she stated that uh, as a result of this, the biblical view it sends a message that biblical views will not be tolerated in any form of education. Hmm. And so you know it's. it's it's pretty true when you stop and think about this because it is, well, that's the world in which we live. Yeah. And it's a pretty scary place. It and is scary. I would encourage parents to think long and hard about where you send your children and the kind of education that they're getting yeah. and strongly consider homeschooling. I think it's a fantastic option mm. where you actually have the choice as a parent to influence the lives of your children. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about megachurch to metachurch. Uh, this is the new movement that is taking place. And it sort of began uh, before COVID. Uh, one of the first meta churches was set up in 2016. And, of course, the meta church is a virtual reality church. So you put mm-hmm. on your virtual reality headset, you put on your virtual reality 
uh, gloves or footwear or whatever. I don't even know what's involved <laughs> with virtual reality because I'm not a gamer, have never been a gamer, have never been interested in gaming. But it's something that grew out of the gaming environment where you have a fully immersive experience and you and you ex- you go to all kinds of different locations as an avatar and you interact with other people who are there, real people, but you interact with their avatar. And the first Meta Church was set up in uh, 2016, but it's taken a massive boost um, as a result of COVID mm. and churches being locked down. And being having to do it online and all that. And you've actually got mega churches now in the United States that are selling their building. So they can move they to Meta Church. They are literally selling their building to move over to Meta Church. Wow. Because they moved over to Meta Church during uh, COVID and it's become that big. So the Potter's House, for instance, in uh, Denver, Mega Church, they've got their building for sale up right now. They're Who would have never thought? going back to a physical church. That's crazy. Who would have thought a couple of years ago that would even be a possibility? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Um, all right, so the uh, so there's a fully immersive digital experience. Um, you know, when you move, your avatar moves. Uh, preachers, you know, they stand up, they preach their sermon. They it's that that the, the, the audience sits there and listens to their sermon, and it looks like a a real sermon. Mm. Um, but but the, basically, this comes out of the gaming environment where you could become another person yeah. and go into another environment, another space. Um, another, another dimension, mm. and commit really violent acts. And not be known for it? And, and not be held accountable for it. Mm. So, you know, in gaming, you know, you can go in there and, you know, gaming is all the shoot 'em up games and that kind yeah. of stuff that, uh, that people love to play. And what they're now finding is the big danger with this is that people are becoming... Um, it's becoming a place where people are being sexually abused. Wow. Because people are like, well, it's my avatar. It's not really me. Yeah. And uh, they particularly of minors. Uh, and it's becoming a hotbed for grooming and inappropriate conversations. Uh, it's an environment where parents can't see what their children are seeing. Mm, because it's all hidden. Because it's all hidden. People feel safe because there's, I'm sitting in my own home. Mm-hmm. There's no other actual physical human beings here. Um, and Meta, in response to this, has told women to use the safe zone button, which disables any kind of interaction. So, well, that's kind of pointless going to church <laughs> if you can't interact with anybody. And it's also a massive, uh, well, it's not our responsibility. Mm. It's yours. You need to sort it out yourself. Yep. There's no personal responsibility here. Um, and I'm just sort of thinking, you know, at least they should have a button there where you can you can record the interaction that you're having. Yeah, and play and, it back and, and, and play it back it. and pass it on to uh, to authorities and so forth. But they are expecting that this is only going to grow the uh, meta church movement, and it will be normal by twenty thirty. The new wow. world, the new church, and so people are happy with this. People are loving it because of the convenience mm. of it. So Christianity has become convenient. There is yep. now no longer any uh, sacrifice involved in Christianity. And the question that goes through my mind is, okay, I can see this as a great tool for evangelism. I'd an evangelist. Mm. I'd definitely run an evangelistic program in the meta universe. But there needs to be some point as human beings we need to have actual face-to-face, not avatar-to-avatar community. We need to have face-to-face community. And this can never be a substitute for that in the long term. 100%. Yeah, and we um, during lockdown there was a youth group and we're like, oh, let's do a session online and they're like avatar things. You have to like jump in, you come close to them, you can like video call with them and then you go find someone else to talk to. And it was like, it was really sweet, really cool. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, for youth, this is something interesting and different. But yeah, again, I'm like, 
I just want to go hang out with them. Like, can I just be in the same room as them? Can yes. I, like, sit on the lounge with them? Like, why are we hiding that? Indeed. And I think we need to look at both aspects of this. I think mm. you're raising a really valid point here. We need to look at both aspects. We need to ask ourselves the question, okay, this is the new culture in which we live. Yep. How do we harness this for spreading the gospel? Mm. Um, and it can be used, definitely, but it shouldn't be the definitely. only thing. How do we then transition that to face-to-face, real human-to-human connection because I fear that without that human-to-human connection, avatar-to-avatar connection is never going to replace face-to-face, human-to-human connection, and it could be very negative for our emotional health. Yeah. Maybe we need to talk about talk to David Haupt about this uh, sometime soon um, and get his view on the emotional health of moving to a digital avatar community. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Ah, fantastic. Okay, I believe we might have somebody on the phone. Do we have some? No, we don't have somebody on the phone. Okay. Um, we do have a text message coming through here that says, I'm listening to the morning show. Please tell me who or what is an avatar. How do we explain that one? That's, that's... You're younger than me. You should know more <laughs> about this than me. Do you have an avatar? Um, Not in the, really. In the, digital, in the digital world? Not one that's stable. Like on different chats or whatever, I can jump in and make one. But yes. yeah, it's not... Yeah, so it's pretty well just like a profile. Like you, you make something that looks kind of like you or what you want to look like, I guess. And a digital representation of yourself. Pretty well, yeah. That may or may not look like you. Mm-hmm. So well, depending on what you want to look like, right? <laughs> you can make the avatar look like uh, a donkey if you want it to, or you can make yeah. it look like a supermodel if you want that. Mm-hmm. Pretty well, anything you want. <laughs> okay, so then what happens is that when you go into the meta world, like yeah. if you go to a meta church, you've got a headset on, you're sitting on your couch, or standing in your living room, and you've got a headset on, and when you're looking into the headset, what you're seeing is the church that you're walk, walking into, which is a digital church. Yeah. And so you walk into that digital church, you're just in your living room, but what you're seeing is the inside of that church, and anybody else who is going into that church, you get to see them. In a digital way. But you get to see their avatar, not them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it may or may not look like them when they mm-hmm. turn up at church. Okay, we've got somebody calling through. Um, welcome to the show. Who have we got joining us this morning? Uh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Bruce, welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this, um, uh, what you're talking about, the um, online doing church. Yes. And this morning I was just in my own personal worship. I was thinking about those two commandments that God gives us, love God with your heart, mind, soul, and your neighbour is yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law and prophet. And, what I think, because God's really, in my life, had me concentrating. I'm really thinking about our personal walk with God is so important, you know. But then this morning God was saying, but also equally important is our relationship with one another, you know. And so like what you were saying this morning, well, these people, they might be having a relationship with God, but they're not with anybody else, you know. And so it's unbalanced. It's not yes. right. Yes. You know, and, and that. The trouble with our walk with God, we can become self-righteous then, you know, because we're, we're not, that's what the church is about, being people and helping one another, that we don't even see our own self-righteousness. And that's where the church comes in handy, you know, because it, it helps us to see it because other people see it, whereas we don't. Yeah, and, and I really question, you know, how much ministry happens in a church like this where you don't get to say, uh, sit down and have a fellowship lunch together. I know 
and, and I'm sure, Bruce, you've experienced this many times yourself, the amount of ministry that you can do just having fellowship lunch together and sitting across the table from somebody at rather and sharing food together and the conversation is going to go deeper. You're going to find out what a person really needs. You're going to be able to minister that to those needs in a way that you'd never get in a digital environment. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, because we've been actually, it's interesting lately at our church, we've been having actually unofficial church luncheons. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like with our church, we're unofficially having positions because of Victoria. You can't have a position if you're unvaxxed. And so all our church members are unvaxxed, most of them. And so we're unofficially <laughs> have these positions. Yeah, and so you're unofficially in charge of this and I'm unofficially in charge of that. And if you look at that, our church books, nobody's got a position here. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've got to love it. And yeah. uh, I, I love the unofficial church luncheons as well. I've been to quite a few unofficial church luncheons over the uh, during the, uh, the the COVID period, which I probably shouldn't be admitting to online on, on air. But anyway, there it is. Hey, Bruce, thanks for so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts here this morning on the breakfast show. I think they're very valid uh, in relationship to what we're talking about. This is a place that we can, you know, the the the, uh, the metaverse is a place that we can use for outreach. But at some point. We need to have face-to-face connection with people. Mm. All right, uh, Shanna, did we miss our quiz? We missed our, our quiz question. So let's jump into that real quick. So 300 points. The question is, who helped Moses figure out a better system for dividing up the responsibilities among various groups to ease Moses's, Moses' heavy load? So for the 300 points, we get a pocket sermon, which is, yeah, really useful to have around and, yeah, a lot of insightful thoughts. 300 points, who helped Moses figure out a better system for dividing up the responsibilities among various groups to ease Moses' heavy load? And the number is 0491-064-669. Okay, so that number one more time, 0491-064-669. That's the number to call if you know the answer to that. Uh, Shanna, we have I – I had a whole bunch of um, interesting things to ask you about your podcast. We're going we're gonna to come back and talk about that. Uh, we have a slightly different format to our show this morning. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.